Hi, this is Emily Nolan, and you're listening to Brave Talks. Today on the show, we have Amy Danheim, an internationally acclaimed yoga and fitness instructor with an award-winning practice based in Miami. She's also a mom of two. I speak with Amy today about untangling the negative comparisons and self-expectations that new mothers face in an age where success addiction and body dysmorphia are easily perpetuated by social media. We talk about celebrating grace in the midst of the pandemic and how radical self-acceptance has made us both stronger mothers. Hi guys, hi. Thank you, Emily, so much for, for having me on. <laughs> so excited to be here virtually with you. So Amy posted on Instagram a few days ago about comparison. Amy just had um, her son, her second child, Ty, who's precious beyond belief. And Amy, when you posted, that post really resonated with me because there's something about comparison, right? This was actually a post about um, the the challenge accepted stuff that's going around. And I, um, I wrote about, um, it was all about women empowerment. And I actually shared that um, I hadn't been feeling very powerful lately, given the birth mm-hmm. of my, my new baby and kind of everything with quarantine, just feeling like um, overwhelmed by all of it. And um, Emily made a great comment you talked about your mom saying that she could have never done what what you're doing homeschooling parenting um the podcast and you said i think about the old me with so much time and a perfectionist mentality comparison to that is so unfair and ridiculous and i said yeah it's it's not even a comparison to other people for me right now it's a comparison to my past self and that was a big aha moment for me last week wow i am looking back at old versions of me before kids Mm -hmm. and saying like but she was doing so much Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. you know we're both in it so much right now with kids and covid i think that's like its own bracket of life and how much we're actually doing now is incredible and why do we get caught up in comparing like how much work we got done versus how well we took care of our kids like can't that be enough i had an instagram video i posted i think pretty much in response to what you shared that was about how prior to having Ollie, I was traveling the world. I was on every media source. I was getting awards left and right. I was speaking here. I was flying there. And and I'm not tooting my own horn. I was being awarded in a way that was heard. You know, people saw me. I was, I was being heard. And it was right. um, rewarding in that sense where you weren't working in the shadows for nothing. Right. That, like, groundhog day where you're like oh my god okay today we're learning a again and i was like motherhood first of all it's the most humbling ego crushing job you can have because it's it there are no awards other than your child just being a wonderful kind person who is going to make a difference in the world one day which is a huge reward um, sure. it's, it's different because our human nature thrives off of like gold medals and you know we all want to be these olympic versions of ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that but when we're thrown into this quarantine pandemic everyone's challenged right now and um, there's no awards for what we're doing i have a picture frame downstairs that filters photos of right when ollie was little and like right. was doing my maternity shoot and like all these pictures come up and I'm like, never in my life did I think those would trigger me 
but even now like during quarantine it's like okay like oh I looked a little bit thinner there um you know like what was I exercising more no I was just out more I'm going on a rant here because this is like such a yeah yeah go go mama go yeah yeah important topic for me right now is I went to visit uh, some of my family the other day and the first comment that came out of their mouth was you look like you've lost weight I haven't seen them in eight months damn you know like it's so good to see you too and and while that might be a compliment to some people like it still is triggering because you see that you feel eyeballs on your body and you're like oh man like I really I want the flexibility to just kind of be fluid and like yeah you know be in my body and not be a size or a shape or whatever and and so it brought up this thought of well-being and how in our industry of wellness and well-being and fitness we obsess over this ultimate goal of enlightenment or well-being of like we can get you know we can be perfect we can have this perfect instagram that's got our green smoothie that's got our yoga practice that's got our like meditation but the truth is like especially now with two kids i'm sure you're feeling it is like you've got to give things in your life to create space giving those pieces away and letting them go is actually contributing to your overall well-being because you're making space for other things that you need in this moment absolutely anyway those are my thoughts i could totally jam on any direction you wanted to take i have my second kid now as they say it's different with the second like you're not as stressed like anybody take my baby like i don't mind versus how controlling i was with my first one it's that same thing if we're going to talk about the the weight loss thing i think after my first baby i was like definitely wanted to get back in shape so i was more conscious of what i was eating and with this baby i'm like i will totally trade off exactly what you're saying like i'll give up that those five or ten pounds like losing them as not being so concerned with losing them as quickly for this baby to sleep through the night and Mm -hmm. like because I feel like when I was trying to lose weight more quickly with my first one my milk wasn't probably as nourishing and she didn't sleep as well and so it's like you're you're constantly in that juggle with motherhood not just of like your work and your priorities and your kid and your priorities but all these little things too and it's like what's worth it to me absolutely I'm still nursing and quite the journey but it's interesting how our culture, you know, I saw on Instagram, mm-hmm. oh gosh, and I hate to say this, but I'm just going to say it because people need to hear this. A, a very large influencer posted on Instagram this beautiful picture of her laying out on a yacht and it's like, you know, like picture perfect body right. in terms of what our culture defines. Yeah. And, and the comment was mother of two. Right. And I was like, I was like, that's so fucked up. Like, I mean, good for you. And all the comments were like fire and like goals, you know, like aspirational. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. But I also think that for women looking at that and saying like, damn, like what's wrong with me? You know, I've got this awful C-section scar or like, you know, my boobs are uneven or, you know, whatever it is. And I just... I think the volume got turned up on comparison during quarantine too, especially because we're all seeking connection and everybody like you want to be connected. And really the easiest way is through social media. So I know my screen time went up 
um, when I, when quarantine started just because I wanted to be connected. And so we're compounding it. Like a lot of people are at home with their kids, honestly feeling shitty about everything that's going on because like they can't work out. They don't have a break from their kids. Mm-hmm. It's hard right now. It's scary. And then it's like, Oh, here's this chick out on a yacht. I don't like it's, it's just hard. So of course there's a comparison. When yeah. you and Mike had Charlie, was there a moment that you decided you wanted to have Ty? For a while, I wasn't feeling ready to have a kid. And then all of a sudden I started seeing pregnant women and I was like, yeah, I'm ready. That that feeling happened. Then there was a conversation with Mike, like, okay, are you ready? And we knew we wanted our daughter to have a sibling, but Charlie, my daughter was a very fussy kid. And so I think I was hesitant to like walk into the lion's den again. And Ty's fussy too. Like, I think I just make fussy kids. Um, <laughs> but, but I know now that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. How old was Charlie when you felt like there was a light? One and a half. I mean, homegirl didn't even sleep through the night until she was one. It was a, it was a tough go, but like one and a half, I felt pretty good about it. By the time she was two, it was like, oh, we, we can do this. Um, and now she's super independent, which is great. And which is why I felt confident, like, oh, we can have another kid. But that's not actually how it goes because then they want more of your attention. They regress a little bit because they see how you're treating the baby. And so then mm-hmm. certain kids um, may take on like baby-like behaviors. I found that with her, like she wants to be held now more, which she was never like a snuggler. But now she'll like come up and want to sit in my lap and stuff like that. Some lovely aspects of it. Has she tried to nurse? Um, she tries to use my breast pump all the time. It's it's sweet and also at the same time, like there's also that layer of like her not wanting him around because he took over mom and dad for the moment. So we're in it. We're very much in it. There are just so many like second kid jokes that I have proven true so many times. You know, I think with the first one, I was like, oh, I want to make sure she has all the right things. So she, you know, is comfortable. And now it's like, I trust that as long as we nurture her and love her and, and show her him with my son, show him respect, then, um, then he's going to turn out just fine. Absolutely. So in terms of one versus two children, heart yeah. expanding, or do you feel like your heart is torn and you have to share? Oh, that's a great, great question. Um, everybody always posts like my heart ballooned or my heart heart expanded. And like, I actually realized a few weeks in that like, that wasn't how I felt. Um, that my heart stayed the same amount. Um, I just had space for, for both of them now. And it's kind of hard because like your older kid, like is so much more expressive and like, you see the seeds you've sown with them because mm-hmm. they're able to talk and express. And like, you're able to see like, wow, all that effort I put in is like, this is how it shows up. And that's so amazing. Whereas a newborn, like it's, it's hard, it's hard to connect. Yeah. But I know if I look at the long game that it's all going to be amazing. I love my son so much, but it's, it's a different love right now than it is for my daughter. And yeah, it's not like you, like you love them any less. It's just different. There's that comparison again, you know, it's like, it's not even, it's, it's not, it's, systemic (laughs) like it's not just us to ourselves it's our kids like where does it stop you know I totally get it I feel you yeah I mean talking about that um, comparison to we are thinking I mean we're we're really in this moment I'm sure you're feeling it we're especially now we're not making any big decisions we're just day by day going with the flow and it's a beautiful thing and it's 
and it's tragic for someone who's an over planner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing that I've always wanted to do was world schooling. Yeah. And I've always wanted to live all over the world. If you're not familiar with world schooling, if you're listening or watching, it's um, taking your kids all over the world and doing like homeschooling curriculum, but in those areas and they're focusing on culture and the animals or whatever's in those areas and yep. going to those museums and those languages and really immersing yourself in that. And for me as a former model, traveling the world was my greatest tool, not necessarily even just immersing myself in those cultures, but learning how to navigate um, foreign territories and not feel afraid and you know brave enough to talk to somebody I don't know, like all those little things. What I'm getting at is that's what my heart wants to do. Right. And right. then all the noise came in like, hey, there are three really like prominent private schools in Miami that you have to send your kid to. So like every mom had their opinion like on Instagram writing me saying, No, you have to do Montessori, you have to do Episcopal, you have to do right this and that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting pulled in so many different directions that I couldn't filter what like your truth. Yeah. So the pandemic actually has been great in that sense. A cool lesson that if we ever decided to have another kid, I would definitely take that with me. It's like, it's okay if my kid's not walking by 14 months. Like, we're still okay. Absolutely. It's like when you also, when you have the kid, you also like somehow deliver yourself like a huge dose of mom guilt, right? In comparison, how other moms are mothering their kids, what your kid's doing versus other kids. Yeah. It's really, um, it's tough to, to keep perspective on that for sure. I'm, a, I'm aligned with you completely on world school. And that's something we talk about a lot um, with really? our kids too. At the same time, I see the value in kids being in the same place and having routines. And, yeah. and so, right. This is, it's always, there's always that trade-off, but exactly. I, I agree with you that, um, that COVID has made a lot of things more clear for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people moving. I mean, personally, we left Miami and a lot of people like you and me are getting closer to family and realizing how valuable that is so there are so many silver linings to this time if you had one piece of advice for someone who is like getting caught up in comparison to their pre-covid pre-mom or whatever life whether yeah it's not do you have any advice it's hard for me um because i love to create i love to do things and and, and get inspired and inspire other people what I lose sight of, similar to what you were saying, is that being a mom, you are the ultimate creator. Like you created life and then you're shaping life in everything you do. And I think as society, we only put value on like what we've created financially, what we've built, like things that you can see. And motherhood is so much of that invisible labor. Same as what we were saying about kids. It's like, you don't see the byproduct until years later all the work you've put in, all the values you've instilled. Um, so it's hard because you don't get that end result that we're so used to seeing. And so it's like, take the long game, take the long game. Know that you are creating something amazing, even if every day you're not able to check the boxes or like see the the fruits of your labor, like it will, it will be there and um, it will be amazing. What would you say to someone who is comparing themselves to their body image prior to whatever, whether you're in a pandemic or you're not, and you're just like, I've gained 10 pounds, like in this picture, yeah. or like somebody's commented on 
the first thing that they say to you is like, you look like you lost weight. You look great. Right. You know, like, what would you say right. to someone who feels that way? Yeah. None of it's permanent. There's a great meditation I love where you sit and you meditate on moving water and you recognize that like it's always moving. And I think we get caught up in like how I look now or how my life is now is how it's going to be. It's like, you know, when you're sick and you feel sick and you're like, I'm going to feel like this forever. A few days later, forget that you were even sick. Our brains are so malleable, you know, like just start reminding yourself how impermanent it is and you'll be able to hopefully allow yourself some grace and you're in good and you're in good company. I mean, I think like I read some crazy statistic that um, I was reading about kids and, and COVID and physical activity and only 5% of Canadian kids were getting the recommended amount of physical activity. And it's like, yeah, we're inside a lot. Obviously move your body if it feels good for you and do what yes. feels good. Um, yeah. But know that like this is a shift on a global level. Yeah, I've been moving when I can, but haven't been sleeping as well and so this morning I woke up with like this hangover feeling of like I haven't yeah. slept that well and usually I'm like let's bang out a 30 minute 45 yeah. minute spin class while Ollie takes a nap and I was just like I need a nap you have to and just by tapping in and kind of using that filter that we're talking about that pandemic filter like let's feel how you're really yeah. feeling anyway um yeah. yeah I'm so grateful that we can have this conversation and I really hope that everyone listening or watching feels inspired to not just radically accept themselves and to kind of quiet that comparison but also to inspire that in their their friends and their girlfriends and other moms who are um, in their network um, so if you are listening and watching and you enjoyed this episode please share it with someone who you think this could be of service to because this conversation was definitely of service to to me so thank you so much amy yeah i'm so happy to be here and i just think like we're in the same boat of like having kids at home and also trying to work and like uh, how amazing that we're doing so much and like showing up every day and um and let that be enough right absolutely grateful for you emily and thank you for creating this space um to share on these things because as moms like we all need this this connection and support and especially because we're not getting it as much in person so um so thank you you know you know what we should do we should do a um, you know how like mind body green creates awards for like 100 women in wellness or right 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 like, oh yeah <laughs> like, like, so what do you do for you're like well i'm uh the best mom in the whole wide world <laughs> it's on my resume uh so who did that well, uh, Brave Talks, it's an award for Brave Talks. We should give awards out for Brave Talks to make moms feel like badasses. Like yeah, I do. Top 10 badass mothers of the East Coast. Right, I love it, I love it. Resume builder. Right. But I mean, hey, we see you. It's not an invisible job. I think one of one of the takeaways here is like, how can we make motherhood um, seen and how can we hear uh, other moms and especially now, you know, when we're mm -hmm. isolated, but. Right. Um, how can how can people listening and watching find you and connect with you? Oh, thank you. Um, you can go to my website, amydanheim.com or my yoga studio is tropicalvinyasa.com or on Instagram. My Instagram is M-I-A-M-Y, Miami, <laughs> with a Y on the end. Um, so yeah, but would love to connect. I'm doing Zoom, FaceTime yoga. It's beautiful that we're able to connect in some way. Thank you, and um, I love you. Love you too. Thanks, Anne. Mom, mom of the year. <laughs> Grateful for you. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.